0: yes good evening and praise the lord uh very excited to be uh with you as we reflect on god's word uh once again i'm reverend richard Musinguzi, and i'm excited uh to share the word of god with you thank you so much uh uh reverend Jafu and the entire team uh provost uh for thinking about me to come and share with uh the children of god uh yeah Yes, my family sends greetings, uh, they know that I'm online, and yeah, receive them uh, with the love of Christ. Yes, our text today is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, from verse 12 up to verse 22. Uh, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 12 to verse 22, sorry about that, and i um, the title of our message today, like I repeat it again, is "In Christ, all will be made alive." In Christ, all will be made alive. Um, and as the as the way I'm going to be sharing is, I'll be moving systematically, text by text, because basically today's message is just to remind us, uh, to remind us about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how it's relevant to me and and you. And so uh, maybe just to give us a background, uh, Paul is trying to remind the church in Corinth about this gospel that he was delivering. And uh, uh, in, in verse one, he says of chapter 15, he says, now brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you which you received and on which you have taken your stand. Yeah. And so this is the gospel. It has not changed, but uh, his, his Paul is just encouraging us He's saying, "No, you know, you've taken your stand uh, and, you know, you've kept the face, you know, the gospel and the gospel. We are going to see what exactly is this gospel, the gospel. We always recite it in our apostles creed. We recite it in the Nicene Creed. And of course, Uh, the Bible scholars know, uh, this uh, Paul is an old writing because Paul is trying to prove a point, trying to tell them that for sure, you know, the resurrection is real, but he's telling them the gospel we are preaching is, you know, Christ died and he resurrected. So he's reminding them that, you know, the gospel I preached to you, you received it and you have taken your stand. Yeah, and he tells them by this gospel, you are saved. Yeah? Yeah. So Family, the word I preached to you. Yeah, The gospel has been preached, friends, you know, where in the Lent season, men of God were sharing, they're telling us to wait upon the Lord, yeah. ourselves. You know? And we have been doing that. But Paul is reminding the church then, he's telling them the gospel, it is by this gospel that you have been saved. But the condition is if you hold firmly to the word I have preached to you. And he says, otherwise, you have believed in vain. So I pray that none of us here is in doubt. Hmm? Because what I'm going to share with us requires faith. Huh? I have been hearing the testimonies a bit. Friends, if we don't have faith, uh, our uh, whatever we are doing is in vain. But I'm speaking to people who have faith. You're here online and you're believing God for something. I don't know what you're believing God for. There are things I'm believing God for. This day, my faith has been raised. You know, I'm doing so much in my office and there are so many things I'm believing God for. But one of the things that I've been reminded is, you know, the resurrection can make the difference. The resurrection of Jesus Christ can change uh, things around me. And so today, I'm also expectant. I don't know about you, but I pray that you raise. Uh, your faith even as we plug into what i want to share and uh, in verse three uh, paul is telling them that for i received this gospel and i passed it on to you as of first importance that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to peter eh? Actually, in the other manuscripts, man they say Cephas. Eh? He appeared to Cephas, and that is Peter, and to the 12. And after that, he appeared to more, to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. This account, you don't find it in the Gospels. You find it in the writing uh, of, of Paul to the church in Corinth. And he's, he's saying that you know Jesus appeared to, to over more than 500 people. And at the same time, can you imagine? Jesus appeared to them, proving that he had risen from the grave. Amen. And most of whom are still living. So, while Paul was writing, some of the people were still living at the time, and they had testimony uh, that Christ had risen from the tomb because he appeared to them. And of course, he said, even some of them at that time, they had already fallen asleep. They had testified, but now, you know, years had gone by, and now some of them had died. But let me leave it at that. You can get time and read and see what Paul is trying to prove. You know, he's trying to encourage the church. Then people were doubting uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you know. And and he's trying to tell them, please, friends, Jesus resurrected. He's not dead. He's alive, you know. And so now let's go to verse 12 now. And we just try to do a study uh, of what I want to share. Now, Paul says, but if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Yeah. Now there were people at that time who were doubting the resurrection of the dead. Some of them were not, were not necessarily doubting. Some of them were just stubborn. And who were those people? The teachers of the law. Hmm? The teachers of the law. They, they they were stubborn because one, they had to clear, they had to kill evidence that Jesus had resurrected, you know? They had even to pay money. And so Paul is coming from that background. He's telling them, how can you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? And yet we are preaching that Christ has been raised from the dead. Some people are already doubting uh, the resurrection. And he says, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Not even Christ has been raised, yeah? And so we, we cannot say that Jesus has not risen from the dead. And, and in our time, we, the time we are, live, we are living in now, we, we are living in a time that is advanced, civilized. There are so many ways of solving problems, uh, not like those days, but today, there are so many ways of solving problems. So it has made it look like, you know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not very relevant. But friends, it is very relevant. It's very relevant. And let's see what Paul has to tell us, hmm? he he continues and says, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Now, let me say this uh, from the bottom of my heart. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, you're wasting time because that is the foundation of our faith, that Christ is not in the tomb. It is empty, yeah, it is empty. And so that's why we preach with this zeal. We preach with this energy because we know that the power that rose Christ from the dead is still around with us. It is still active in our bodies, in our lives, and so we expect results. And so you are on you are here with us online. If you don't have faith, you are on the wrong network. But I'm speaking to men and women who have faith. And our faith is on the sure foundation of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 15, he continues and says, more than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. Can you imagine? So you're there, you claim that Christ was raised from the dead. Now, this is an angle I am seeing it You could be there, you preach the gospel, but the life you're living, you are a false witness. One, you don't believe. You, you speak like you believe, but after this online meeting, some of us want to be like become like Judas Iscariot. Some of us want to become betrayers. Some of us want to become uh, doubting Thomas. We, we speak like we believe, but out there we say things that betray our faith. I pray that we shall repent this evening. That from today, what you preach is what you continue to believe from morning till evening, from Monday till Monday, from January till December. It is going to be a constant faith. Because if you don't do that, then your faith is useless. So you had better have faith, me and you, we had better have faith because Christ is not in the tomb. Amen? Yes. And so he continues and says, more than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he has He has raised from, from the dead, but he did not raise if, in fact, the dead are not raised. So if you are on this platform with us and you don't believe that the dead can rise, then there is a problem. And, and, and some of us, we, we need to think. Uh, some of us, we think being dead is when they bury you hmm, in a coffin and they throw you six feet down. No, but you can be a walking corpse. You're a believer, but you, you're dead. You're so dead in your faith, you're dead in your speech, you're dead in your conduct, you're so dead. Even your career is dead, your identity is dead. So we could be having people online but they are dead. Hmm? You're so dead, there is no life. Everything you're doing, you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, but there is no life. I am speaking to those kinds of people. You had better believe that there is life, that there is the resurrection of the dead. Yes, and if you believe that, friends, you're on the right platform because the power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave is is already working in your life even as I speak right now, Mm. praise the Lord. Yes. And so he's saying that, but he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. So friends, if we say that the dead are not raised, then our faith is useless indeed. In verse 16, he says, for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. Can you imagine? So if you're here, and you're denying the power of God to work in your life, then hear what you're saying. You're saying that Christ has not been raised either. That's an insult to Christ. You're insulting Christ Jesus because he paid the price. He went in the tomb. He died, you know, a real death. But the power of God raised him from the tomb as a testimony that you also can experience the same life that raised him from the tomb. Amen. And he continues and says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Mm-mm. Are you hearing? Now, let me tell you something. I, I don't know how much time I have, but there are things I want to reveal to you about faith. Because many of us, we think we have faith. But let me tell you, you might, today you will prove that you don't have faith. If you don't have faith, They're saying your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. Why? Because the reason why Christ came was to take away sin from man. He paid the price on the cross. Everything that was accusing you was nailed on the cross. Not only that, he said from today onwards, there is no condemnation because now I have nailed everything on the cross. We see that account in Romans 8 verse 1. Paul is saying there is therefore, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. What is condemning you this evening? Eh? Are you being condemned because you don't have money? Are you being condemned because you come from the poorest family? Maybe because you have not studied the master's degree, you're here giving excuses that you cannot make it in life. Okay, so you want to first make a master's degree so that you can prove you can now make it, make it in life. Who told you? Who told you? That is how you think. But is that how God thinks about you? God has given you a diploma for a purpose. God has given you a bachelor's degree for a purpose. God has given you a mnyankole for a purpose. Maybe you're in marriage. There is a reason why you're married to that mnyankole, that muganda. And some of you you are looking at your life and you're beginning to equate it like you're dead. But friends, I invite you this uh, evening. Partner with this gospel. The gospel is Christ Jesus died for my sin and for your sin. And not only that, he was raised from the dead so that the same power that rose him from the grave can also work in your body and in my body. So you have no excuse, friends. The life of God is in us. So we cannot say we are dead. You are not dead. There is resurrection, even as I speak to you right now. And he says in verse 18, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. Can you see? Many of us friends, we have attended funeral services. Hmm? We hear words like, may his soul rest in peace. Yeah, Friends, I am living my life hoping that they will bury me in that grave, (laughs) but I'm not staying there forever. I will be resurrected with Christ Jesus and I will enjoy eternal benefits with my Christ Jesus. What is your hope? Where is your hope? Yeah. Your hope is in Christ Jesus. And that's why I encourage us. Let us serve God with energy. Trusting that this life is working in me and in you. Yeah. And so if we do that, then those who are asleep, they are not lost. We are, the, the, the scriptures say clearly that we shall resurrect. They will resurrect first and we shall resurrect with them. When Christ comes finally blowing the last trumpet. It says those who are dead in Christ will resurrect. And then for us who are still alive, maybe then we shall be caught up in the air with those who have come out of the graves first and we shall meet Christ in the air. Praise the Lord. Yeah? You find that in 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 the Thessalonians. And it says in verse 19, let's continue. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Friends, if Christ is not in the picture, We are in trouble. We are in trouble. But if Christ is in the picture, friends, there is hope. There is hope for the church, whether in the 21st century, whether in the 22nd century, make mention the century we want to mention. Whatever generation, there is hope as long as Christ is in the picture. No wonder it is said in Hebrews 12: Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, friends. Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of your faith and my faith. If Christ was able to come from the grave, you will come out of that grave. I don't know what grave you are in, but the power of Jesus Christ is picking you out of that grave. Your situation is changing, even as I speak right now. You are being resurrected in the name of Jesus. Someone say amen. God is resurrecting your business in the name of Jesus. God is resurrecting you out of pain out of that sickness. I don't know what the doctors have said, but in the name of Jesus, as I speak right now, may the Lord resurrect you out of that sickness, out of that indebtedness, in the name of Jesus. Someone say, amen, friends. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 20 says, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Paul is making a point. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. eh? Jesus is the firstborn, then the other dead follow Then for us who are still alive, follow also. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. Praise the Lord. Verse 22. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Hallelujah. You will be made alive in Christ. So friends, I invite you to partner with Christ Jesus come to Christ, hold on to this gospel. As earlier, as I told you earlier, we were seeing in the first accounts in First Corinthians chapter 15, Paul is saying this was the gospel that was preached. He says in verse one, we saw Paul saying that, uh, let me go there. Sorry, sorry, uh, be patient with me. In verse one, he says, now brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. Uh-huh. This is the same gospel I'm reminding us, the one of Paul. Eh? that by this gospel, you are saved. This gospel we are preaching, as I speak right now, this gospel is saving you from many situations. It says if, but the condition is, if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, the word we are preaching to you right now, friends, is that Christ died, he rose from the dead. And that power that rose him from the dead is the one that is working in you every day. It's the one which is performing miracles for you. It's the one that is paying tuition taking your children from one school to another, from university, you know, from master's, PhD, you know, from singleness to married, being, being, getting a wife. Oh my God, I am speechless right now because I feel even the power is operating right now, friends. And so raise your face, friends. As I plan to come to a close, I want to leave you with some of these words. Romans chapter one and verse 16. Hear what Paul says, uh, Romans chapter one uh, and, and verse sixteen, uh, he says, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. Let me let me get it. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power unto salvation. I want to read it properly. I'm using a laptop, so you bear with me. Uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Uh It says, says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Hmm? The one I was just telling you right now, that Christ has died, and Christ died and he resurrected from the grave by the power that came from the Father. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation. Of everyone who does what? Who believes. Uh-huh. Condition you must believe. Eh? I'm challenging us. You say you know God. You've been in church for 20 years, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But you had better believe. Because you can be in church for 10, 20 years. But you remain on the same level. Why? You don't believe. Mm. Yeah, there are no excuses. God is not going to you know, babysit you. You you had better believe because you paid the perfect uh, sacrifice. And it says, first for the Jews and then for the Gentiles. First for those who are online and for those who are not online. Can I say it that way? Those of you who are online should be the first first ones to take this anointing. The miracle should happen you first, not for those who are not online. The miracle is for you, then for others. That's why he says, Salvation is for everyone who believes, first for the Jews. The the food is for those who first come, first serve. So I prophetically declare to you that you are first come, first serve. Your miracle is to you first then to others who are not online. Say amen. Mm -hmm. So the Lord is saying we should not be ashamed of this gospel. It It seems to be a simple gospel, but it is a perfect gospel. And the same account is also very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Friends, I'm reminding, I Even I think you're wondering right now that this young man is saying things I've had before. Yes, but right now as I speak, I'm speaking under the action of the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes, friends, god speaks to us from one ear then it disappears from the other ear and it annoys god you know and that's why he says that if you don't become like little children you will not inherit the kingdom of god so friends let's come back to this anointing the the title is in christ all will be made alive friends in christ jesus all will be made alive Mm -hmm. um i'm reminded of that scripture i know we know it it is galatians Chapter 2, yeah. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Yeah. Uh Jesus just to remind us friends and I know some of you as I'm speaking right now, you're boiling, your faith is boiling. Miracles are happening right now. God is about to do amazing things in your life because I'm just reminding you. Yeah. Galatians 2:20 says, "I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, hallelujah, but Christ lives in" me he continues and says the life i live in the body i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me now let me give you a secret you could be listening to me right now and the doctor has told you something strange about your body and you're taking medication upon medication but let me give you a word of wisdom take the medication but i want you to declare I have been crucified with Christ. Even as I take that medication from the doctor, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. You're taking the medication. And you you declare now and say, the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And friends, I want to speak over you that your report is soon changing. Some of you, the the doctor is going to tell you, I don't need the medication. From the report we are getting, your body has improved. Just leave the medication. Mm. Don't just say that the doctor said, leave. Just say, I have been healed in the name of Jesus. May that be your portion. And so, friends, I am staring someone here. You felt like you were already dead. But if you can partner with Christ Jesus, your story is soon changing in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yeah? In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, uh huh. I want to close Romans chapter 8, verse 11, and then we pray. Romans 8 and verse 11. Hear what it says, uh, it says that, and if the spirit, ah, hallelujah, of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, oh my god, is living in me, hmm? he who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Not to your spiritual bodies, to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. How do I understand this? I understand this how I understand this. That as I live my life now, 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 as long as I am in Christ Jesus, the spirit of God is living in the inside of me. And that spirit is the one that rose Jesus from the dead. And he's saying that that spirit which raised Jesus from the dead also is giving me life, not life to my mortal body. So I can confidently declare that with long life, my God will satisfy me. I can confidently declare from Psalms 118 and verse verse 17, I shall not die can mm-hmm. someone declare that i shall not die even as i speak to you right now declare it i shall not die but i will live to declare the goodness of the lord i will live to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living lord you have declared in psalms 90 i think it's 90 91 psalms 91 with long life you will satisfy me someone remind some i think it's psalms 91 hmm? psalms 91. And why why do we confidently say that it's because christ is not in the tomb that's why we confidently say with long life lord you will satisfy me hmm? that is in psalms 90 uh psalms 90 and verse oh let me get it uh yes yes okay it's psalms 91 yeah psalms 91 uh and the last verse you no know, with long life You will satisfy me. How can you say that if you don't stand on the foundation of Christ being resurrected from the tomb? You cannot be confident and you say all these things without that foundation. The only foundation that can make us speak confidently is because Christ Jesus is not in the grave. That's why I speak confidently in uh, uh, Psalms 91 verse 16 with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation so i can confidently declare on this online altar that with long life lord you will satisfy me and you'll show me your salvation friends you can declare that with me lord with long life you will satisfy me and you will show me your salvation friends salvation is about a powerful word it can mean blessings it can mean excellence it can mean promotion it can mean favor it can mean peace abundance oh my god salvation is a big one we cannot finish it it means eternity hallelujah and so friends i feel i want to stop here because the message of the cross is foolishness those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it's the power of god i want us to spend time in prayer and i'm going to lead us in prayer and uh specifically i'm going to pray as as i'm led by the spirit because i know there are some of you here You've been in salvation for many years, but you're struggling, you're battling in your mind, saying, Lord, when shall this come to pass? When will you remember me? Lord, remember me. Let me pray with you right now, friends. So let's pray. Heavenly loving Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we are being reminded of the writings of Paul to the church in Corinth. These are writings that we keep reciting in the Apostles' Creed, in the Nicene Creed, oh God, how that Christ died, and did not die, but he was resurrected from the dead. Father, we stand with you, o God. We anchor ourselves on this gospel of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, I want to commit your children who have partnered with you on, on this online platform, my master. Some of them are in fear. Some of them are hopeless. But in the name of Jesus, I resurrect them right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak life to you right now. I decree and declare to you a resurrection in your life in the name of jesus some of you have been stagnated may the power of god arrest you right now as you listen to me raise your faith right now may the lord resurrect your businesses in the name of jesus may the lord resurrect your marriage in the name of jesus may the lord resurrect life in your children some of your children are struggling with addictions may the lord resurrect them out of the pit of of addiction may the lord resurrect sanity may the lord resurrect holiness In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every dead spirit in you. I command life right now. In the name of Jesus, those of you who have have received bad reports that you're going to die, I speak life. I decree and declare to you, you will not die under this anointing of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You will not die, but you will live in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Those of you who are having pain in your legs, I speak life to those legs in the name of Jesus. Those of you are having numbness in your, in your thigh. There is something I feel in my legs. May the Lord resurrect your feet. Those of you have pains, arthritis, I command that arthritis to die in the name of Jesus. I speak life to you. You will not die. Those of you are having diseases in your blood, diseases, in chronic diseases, I command you chronic disease to die under this anointing in the name of Jesus. The life that rose Christ from the dead brings life to that body right now. In the name of Jesus, I command you, cancer, to die under this anointing. In the name of Jesus. Those of you who have been struggling with epilepsy, I rebuke you, epilepsy. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command you to vanish under this anointing. In the name of Jesus. Those of you who are indebted, I speak you indebtedness to flee in the name of Jesus. I command the four corners of the earth to be open for you in the name of Jesus. You will not die because of indebtedness. You will not die. Someone there, you are, you are planning to commit suicide. I command you suicide. Flee right now in the name of Jesus. You will not commit suicide. God will bring money from the four corners of the earth. The same power that rose Christ from the dead will bring resources your way. will empower you in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your, for your children. I pray, King of glory, that that power that rose you from the dead will bring life to their body. Some of you have heavy, you have lost morale, you no longer want to serve God. May that life resurrect every gift in you in the name of Jesus. Some of your gifts are dormant. May the resurrection power resurrect that gift that is in the inside of you. In the name of Jesus, I command every gift in you to resurrect. I command that love in you to resurrect. In the name of Jesus, I command uh, every goodness to resurrect in the name of Jesus. Some of you were bitter. I command goodness to resurrect in the name of Jesus. You will not be bitter. I command that bitterness to die in the name of Jesus. We bury it with Christ in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that that old life in you, it is dying right now in the name of Jesus. And you are resurrecting in a new body. You are becoming a new person. You're getting a new heart in the name of Jesus because the power that grows Christ from the dead is operating right now. Friends, I feel an anointing right now. There is an anointing of resurrection right now, friends. Some of you, there is a specific group I'm also wanting to pray for. You've been there, you are so, you, you, you over reason things, reasoning, out reason. You're using philosophy because you have a PhD. You have studied so much. May the Lord humble you, friends, don't compare the power of God with your PhD. Your PhD is so tiny. Our God is a big God. I'm reminded of that song in Sunday school. Our God is so big, he's so strong, he's so mighty. There is nothing our God cannot do. Your God is big, he's bigger than your PhD. He's big. And so may the Lord resurrect in your life. May the Lord change situations in your favor. In the name of just Lord, I thank you for your children. I thank you because Lord... We have come out of Easter with so many lessons that, Lord, you are not in the tomb, but you have resurrected. And you're seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. And you're waiting till all our enemies have become our footstool. May all your enemies become your footstool because Christ is not in the tomb. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's interceding for me and you. And that he's waiting till all your enemies have become his footstool in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because you hear prayer. We bless you. We honor you, Father, because you have heard us. May you bless your children. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God bless you. I love you all.
1: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, thank you very much, Reverend
0: Richard. Thank you all very much,
1: Reverend. And thank you for allowing God to use you mightily
0: welcome
1: candy let's continue in prayer uh in line with the word that we have just shared let me just take some little time in prayer as as we receive the word as we receive the word reverend richard highlighted on some areas where we we we, we, we do not have hope in jesus sometimes we doubt i believe he was reading verse 16 sometimes we are in doubt and then we do not fully trust that this god if he was able to 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 resurrect the resurrection power we need to to know this resurrection power so let's just continue in prayer as we conclude as we conclude father we thank you for this word that you have positioned before us this evening oh god father we thank you for that you died, but you did not only die, but Lord, that you resurrected. Father, for you told us that it is finished, the resurrection power that is in your that's what you are proclaiming. And Lord, it's our prayer this evening that we may know that you resurrected, that we may know that there is resurrection power that is able to do exceeding your God. Father, we surrender ourselves before you, oh God. And it's our prayer this evening that we may know that that resurrection power, it can do everything. And Lord, it's our prayer that may you allow the resurrection power come and resurrect every part of our life, oh God. Every part of our body, O oh God, may you come and resurrect it, O oh God, because it's you, because it's you, no one else, oh God. Father, we cry out to you this evening. And Lord, we pray that where we have doubted the resurrection power, Lord, where we have not embraced it, Lord, we pray that you have mercy on us, that you forgive us, O oh God, and you cause us to know the power that is in your resurrection, O oh God. For the Bible says that in stilling John, that in this world you'll have tribulation, you have challenges, but be of good shield because for I have overcome. Lord, we need to experience that because you overcame. Because, because it is finished, because of the cross, that we are made alive again, oh God. Because of your blood. For Romans 9 and verse 12, he says, he bought us with his own blood. His own blood. So, Father, we thank you. And it's our prayer that even as we continue this Christian journey, that even as we continue believing in your God, that we may think of that resurrection power. As you make all things alive as you resurrected, Lord, is our prayer that you, you may resurrect, that you may make everything of ours, every detail alive in us. We bless you, Jesus, and we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen, amen, amen.